Hello, fellow Redbirds. Welcome to Bird Fans Forever, podcast number 27. If you're new to our channel, you should check out our Bird Fans Forever Twitter account and follow in order to get the first notice of new videos that we publish. You can follow along there also for information and fun polls. Our website is www.birdfansforever.com, and there you can find our links to all episodes of our podcast across a plethora of apps. Apple, Google, Spotify, and others, as well as a tab to access our videos on YouTube, where we also call Bird Fans Forever. So dunk on the YouTube subscribe button and follow us on Twitter so you'll be the first to see new episodes and get fun, other fun information from us. Our guest for today is Vance Sawyer from the March to the Arch podcast, and we'll be right back with Vance. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Bird Fans. Today we have uh, Vance Sawyer from March the Arch podcast. <laughs> Usually it's a player, so it's so much easier for me to do that. This one's just off. So this is a great one. We're enjoying this one. Um, I became friends with Baker and Vance. They happen to work at a very large Midwest insurance company that likes to deal with farms in Bloomington, Illinois, the one I've been with for 25 years. And so I've been able to become friends with them through work. And so, um, Vance, love to have you on. We had John on earlier. How you well, doing? Well, we got a lot of Johns going on, but for the Johns on this call, John, <laughs> John, and Steve, thanks for having me uh, on your guys' uh, podcast. Excited to talk uh, some Saluki fandom, some Redbird hoops, and the Missouri Valley Conference, as always. <laughs> and, and we joke. We'll get on a call in the middle of the day when we in between meetings for like five or ten minutes, and we'll joke about some of this stuff. And they tease me about Redbirds, and we tease Vance. Now, before I tease Vance about being a Saluki, my parents went to SIU, my brother went to SIU. There is almost a hundred Pembertons, Tates, and Petersons that are SIU. So, um, but we usually start off the second day. How did you get to ISU? And this situation is, how did you not get to ISU? So Steve wanted to know, were you not accepted to ISU, so you went to Southern? I mean, was that how no, that worked? No, um, you know, I like to choose to go to um, what I, tier one research <laughs> institutions in which uh, Southern Illinois University is one of those. And I know for a fact Illinois State is not one of those um, in the academic <laughs> ranks. But, um, you know, honestly, I, uh, I come by my Saluki Edom um, uh, naturally. Both my parents are Salukis. Um, I have been going to Saluki football and basketball games since I was in diapers. I've likely had my diaper changed in SIU Arena and McAndrews Stadium, um, if I had to guess. And I've been going to Arch Madness since I've been in diapers as well. I believe my record is almost spotless, um, unless my parents are, are lying to me. So. I come by it naturally. Um, I did look around. I looked at other universities, but at the end of the day, I knew I was always going to be a Saluki. And so uh, I'm originally from about an hour south of Carbondale. And um, so it was uh, it was just it was a natural fit um, and, you know, wouldn't change a thing. And uh, I am proud to be a Saluki. And my parents paraded me every summer down we went down for a, a camp down at the what is the um um giant giant city yeah giant city yeah we would go down there and, and camp and, and go to giant city and do that and on monday they would parade me over to you know the ba men's basketball office and, and sa just had no interest and yeah. so um 
you know, they would have pu pushed SIU on me hard. So, so all right. Uh, lucky for Illinois State, I'm a Redbird and <laughs> got a 1990 championship. <laughs> so, all right. So, you and Baker have a great story. March of the Arts podcast. All of a sudden, we're, you know, ours is kind of predictable, yeah. right? All ISU doing ISU. You guys are really doing something a lot different. We are, and you know what? You can't have a Missouri Valley Conference uh, podcast without just having a rabid um, fandom for the Missouri Valley Conference. And, you know, I didn't get to it, but another reason why SIU, I mean, look at the record that I got to grow up, grow up with. And so SIU, I mean, in my lifetime, I have seen nine NCAA tournaments, two Sweet 16s, four Arch Madness um, championships. And so I think the fandom has to come if your team is successful. And so that just, I mean, those are some of those my prime memory years of establishing, you know, what it was like yeah. to be a, a, a sports fan, right? And that's like right on the tails of SIU just having, I mean, one of the best uh, early to mid 2000 runs, runs yeah. right? And so, you know, that translates into Missouri Valley Conference fandom because I think the MVC is unique in that we root for each other outside of, you know, when we individually play each other in, in conference. Maybe you, not you guys with Bradley, but, you know, in the non-conference, you know, we there's a different type of um, monitoring of teams in, in that we have to if we're all if the if the conference is good then that can only be good for our individual teams, and so to start a podcast you know you have to you know the stars have to align and you have to meet a cast of characters and you know fortunately for me I met Baker um, at work as as you mentioned um, just through happenstance we had some mutual friends and we found each other at the same lunch table day in and day out um, this friend group was very Big Ten centric and specifically. Um, you know, a major university about an hour away in Champaign, Illinois. And so, boom. <laughs> and, boom. and so um, we found ourselves at that lunch table and Baker and I, you know, we didn't know each other because um, Baker came into that friend group um, after I had already been in it, or at least he, he came to um, lunch or at uh, working at the same place. They had been friends in high school. Right, right. Um, and so it was honestly just kind of a, a weird circumstance that we, we met or, um, you know, we met in uh, not normal circumstances and we both had passion for the Missouri Valley conference, him with Illinois state as, as is well documented on your podcast and mine. And so um, it's one of those that we at the lunch table, me and him would always be talking Valley and we'd always steer the conversation there. And finally the guys at the table were just, honestly, I'm, I'm sure they were just sick of us and talking Valley hoops all the time. <laughs> and they said, if, if you guys know so much and just want to talk Valley hoops, just just start a podcast. And me and Baker kind of looked at each other and was like, what's it to you guys? And there might have been, you know, some, um, some stakes placed on how many episodes uh, we got in. And it was honestly in the single digits. They didn't think we would get to it. And we're happy to say that we're over 100 episodes in the March the Arts podcast. 126, yeah, that, correct? Is that the that one I just right. listened to? <laughs> yep, 126 episodes. That is impressive. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like we were chatting about, right? You know, I met these two long ago, you know, through our wives after I was done playing. And one of the things that um, 
you know, I admire about your podcast and these two also do is you guys root for the Valley, right? Um, outside a conference um, and then in the tournament. Um, and so for our podcast, right, it's a little different. They bring the fan experience and the perspective. I bring the ex-player perspective and uh, it's a family show. Otherwise, I'd be flipping the bird to all the rest of those universities. <laughs> you know, if Bradley is in the tournament, I'm okay if they lose by 70, right? And so, <laughs> you know, so yeah. And probably cheering them on that they need to keep pressing and finish off the game, right? And so, um, and, but that's the difference between an ex-player and a fan, right? And so, yeah. um uh, again, I have said this to anybody who will listen to me, and that's not very many people, including my wife. Uh, but I think you guys do a tremendous job of being level set as best you can with having your fandom, right? You cover a lot of those teams, and I really enjoy your podcast. Yeah, so. I appreciate that. And it, it just it, it helps you monitor the Valley in a different way. Um, it's, you know, kind of unique. Uh, it, when we talk to other people that are fans of the Big East or even the Big Ten, um, you know, fans, they just don't get the Valley Allegiance from a fan's perspective. But in a league that has to scratch and claw for multiple bids, that it's not, you know, intrinsically Absolutely. there. Um, it, it's just a different mindset. And, you know, fortunately, the podcast has, um, you know, created opportunities for me to meet a bunch of great people from different universities. Um, and so, you know, honestly, I, I have friends that I see once a year at Arch Madness, but it's 364 <laughs> days later and, you know, we don't miss a beat because we're either interacting on Twitter or via the podcast or texting or right. the various Valley uh, group chats that I'm in. Um, it, it really just, it means more and it's, uh, you know, it's made it a lot of fun just to, to, to root for more for teams and have insights that I would have never had because I, I was a Sluky fan and maybe yeah, I went to yeah. a couple websites, but now I'm. Uh, or, or message boards, and and now it's you know I've got a a pretty good community to to coalesce with. All right, Vance. So, one of the other things I have found very cool about your podcast is the fact that you have built friends from out of nowhere at uh, these different universities, right? And I mean, you have an expert come on from Bradley and Drake and wherever else, right? I've listened. Talk about that. How did you do that? How did that come about? What were you thinking? Some of it is just wild. It's just walking around the concourse at Arch Madness and you run into people and you kind of see the same people year in and year out. You're maybe out at Ballpark Village or run into random Valley fans in St. Louis. That's honestly where it starts. Um, you know, obviously with social media, that, that builds a, um, a group as well. And so... I think that one is when we started the podcast, we got we tried really hard to get really good guests because we were trying to get representatives from every member institution because, yeah, we can talk Salukis and Redbirds, but I don't know the, anything about the Sycamores as other than what I can see with my own eyes. So, you know, we and we knew we needed to draw in non-Saluki and Redbird fans because we truly wanted to be a everything about the Valley because right, of right. our sentiments that we've talked about, about the Missouri Valley conference. And so um, we've been very fortunate to meet some really good friends along the way, uh, get some great guests. I'd consider friends and recurring guests because um, you know, it's a, it's a niche uh, league. And so, you know, I got to <laughs> shout out uh, Harry Schrader with the Valley hoops insider. He's a recurring yeah. guest. If you follow yeah. the Valley at all, you know, um, Harry 
and he's one that, you know, we text and keep up with uh, the Valley Hoops, and he comes on the podcast and look forward to seeing him uh, at Arch Madness. And then it goes, you know, kind of the other way. Those are the, kind of the professional uh, relationships, and then you just meet friends, you know. Right, right. One of the weirdest things of, like, you made it moments, and I don't mean it as in, like, I'm popular by any means, but, like, hey, people listen to us and we have a reach, is I was standing in line at Arch Madness uh, getting popcorn or soda or something, and I was talking to my dad, and the guy in front of us turns around and he goes, are you Vance? And I said, yeah. <laughs> he goes, I've never seen – I mean, we're, we're audio only. You guys are video. We're audio only. He goes, right. I listen to you all the time, and I just heard this voice that I knew. And I was like – it was one of those moments that I was like, oh, my gosh, people actually listen to us. I just thought it was like my parents yeah. and, yeah. you know, bakers. <laughs> and so uh, – <laughs> And we're the same way, right? When, when I pitched this idea to these two – they were less than enthusiastic about joining me in this journey. Um, but in the beginning, we kind of said, oh, what would be our, you know, our criteria for success? That we'd have two of the three of us listen to our episode, right? We weren't even <laughs> sure we could get all three of us to listen to the episode. So, yeah. I, and I have to tell you, I told you guys when we were chatting a couple weeks ago uh, in our little meeting at work, um, I love the picture of you two at the at the scores table and getting the and I asked you at that time was that kind of the moment because you two have the biggest grin on your face right <laughs> and, and to sit courtside and, and be in the press row after starting a podcast probably was not on the top five things you thought was going to happen. Yeah, I, I thought it would never happen, and just to have like a placard <laughs> at Arch Madness. That says Vance Sawyer, March the Arch, here's your seat on press row. Yes, that was one of those moments. Um, one of the coolest things that happened this season is we went to media day for the first time. It was honestly kind of the first time that I'm going to say, I'm not even calling us legitimate, but we had more legitimacy than we did five seasons ago <laughs> when we started this thing. Um, first time in person we went um, and, you know, we walked in and Mike Kern and the Valley staff were like, oh yeah, we got you set up. We got three chairs over there you two sit down and we'll bring people over for you to interview the players and the coaches and it was also one of those like pinch me moments of like i have grown up loving this league i love like following everything doug elgin did um you know uh, it's just one of those moments of like you're telling me the valley staff one knows my name and two is like oh this is this is cool <laughs> and we love the the weird exposure you're bringing to us like it, that's what it's about. We want to right, grow the right. fandom in the Missouri Valley. I want, like, my goal is I have such fond memories of going to Arch Madness as a little kid and growing up and just the friend group that I go with from, from back home. Um, you know, if, if, we, if one family starts that tradition and it grows, like, that's success in my mind. It's not for me to, you know, go to all these things. It's really to make Arch Madness special because it has su had such just a – it's those. It's a core memory for me, and it's just something that I believe in, and I appreciate the Missouri Valley Conference and what it's done to uh, just. I don't know. Be that the first weekend of March is one of my favorite weekends of the year. I'd probably rather have it over Christmas. And so, if if we can get someone else pumped <laughs> to go to Arch to St. Louis for that first weekend, um, I'm there. Yeah, I, I mean the tournament's awesome, right? And, and you said it best. You, you, 
you go there 365 days later and, and you see people that you know you haven't seen for a year and, and there's a special bond there and, and uh yeah it, it's awesome but this year's gonna be a little bit different so let, let's talk about that right the format's changed so thursday was it was it was bad to play, play on thursday right it was a bad stigma but now now there's actually gonna be more teams playing on thursday than than get a bye and if you play you know you used to play at night and then you had to come back early in the morning so now there's 24 hours so it's going to change a little bit so, so give us some of your thoughts on that and then let's talk about some potential matchups that might be interesting yeah i think you nailed it is the stigma is kind of gone right like the stigma of oh these are the bad teams is gone but now it goes to show like how important the four teams at the top is like that's just a, such an advantage yeah. that we just won't see because it was Everyone had a, a level playing field other than the seeds, right, in, in the 10-team tournament, except for the bottom four. So it's like, okay, the bottom four had the hard way out. Well, now it's top-loaded. It's the other way around. So I think – and throw this year we can get into it of, like, matchups, like throw caution to the wind. I really think that everyone – has a legitimate chance, you know, barring, you know, I mean, well, I'll throw Evansville, but hey, they got the win last night uh, over Northern right. Iowa, so maybe they're in the running. But, you know, one through eight for sure. I mean, toss yeah. a coin at this point. I think there's two teams, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, for, for actually all of us on this call that are uh, trending in the right way, just the way in which they're, they're playing teams and putting teams away, Bradley and Drake. I think they're trending in the right way in the middle, early to mid-February, going into March. Um, so I think all eyes are on those two teams. I mean, Southern and Belmont, like right there, Southern's right there, also tied. But, you know, they've had some close games with teams that maybe they shouldn't have been as close with. But they're still winning. UIC um, last night. Yep, and, UIC. and I told these guys, right, to win a championship, you, you don't play your best basketball every game throughout the whole season. You gotta be able to win ugly, and to beat UIC, to lose the UIC would have been bad. To have a loss to UIC and Illinois State is just bad news, right? Yeah. Um, it, so to I win mean, ugly, you, you got to do it, right? Well, I think the problem is that you know this whoever draws a six, seven, and eight. I mean, the top eight teams are clearly you know above the other four, but I mean UIC has played everyone tough and, and close. I mean, go, go look at their scores and stuff like that. I mean, they, they came back last night and made it a game in the second half against Southern. I mean, the only states played teams tough, too. So it's not like there's, there's a free pass, you know, for those teams. Then they got to turn around, you know, and play play one of the teams that, yeah. uh, you know, got the bye. So yeah. there is a huge advantage. Huge it, advantage. It's, leg advantage. Because it's, it's hard on your legs by day three, right? I mean, yeah. it's... You're, you're getting worked in to have an extra day on your legs is going to be and, – and whoever draws Illinois State, do you get the team that played Southern? That's a team that could go deep into the tournament. Or do you get the team that just played Bradley or UIC? And that team might – we might have to end the game at halftime and just call it mercy rule, right? And so um, – yeah, I mean, it's one of those of St. Louis, I mean, this is going to be coach speak, but throw the records out the window, especially this year, because it's just going to be right, different. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think we won't know until that, those second and third games of what it's going to be. But the parity in this league is probably unlike anything we've seen in recent history, um, in, in my mind, because, I mean, we had the years of Wichon Loyola just dominating, um, even though Bradley came in and, and, got, and won those Arch Madnesses, but... 
just the parity at the top with um, you know, what? How many games left? We got four games left. Um, I mean, it's or five games left. It's five. Yeah, um, it, it's something we it, we just haven't seen it like this in a lot of years. So when we think of matchups, you know, I'd be interested in, in the in the players' mindset of this one, uh, John. Uh, everyone says when it comes to St. Louis, you don't ever want to play a team um, or three times. It's hard to beat a team three times, right? Three times, and it is. So you always look at the two and zero matchups, and that's that's when okay. you start playing into the mindset. Well, let's so. dispel that whole thing because if you already won twice, the odds they they you win seventy over seventy five percent of the time you win the third game. Okay, so you do. It's, it's we hard had to a win problem three with Drake. Times. We beat Drake twice handily my senior year. And we're down 10 in the first half at home in the first round of the Missouri Valley Conference. And you won. Right. So, so we did win. We got, okay. we, we, yeah, we <laughs> better so, had some choice words, four letter words that probably were yelled at us multiple times. But yeah, we got our head going. So, Vance, let's talk about uh, potential matchups. And this is, I'm just going to take the top eight teams, assume they win the first day, and then I'm going to set up some scenarios based on kind of where the teams are right now and where I want to see the, the teams finish so I can get the, <laughs> the matchups I want to see. Because if the Redbirds like are out, if the Redbirds are out, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I want to see the matchups that I want to see. So I got my 1-8, I got Drake playing Northern Iowa. I want to see the two Iowa teams battle it out in, the, in that second round. Okay, and then on the opposite side of that bracket, we'll go to the 4-5. I want Indiana State and Belmont. Okay, so what, what I want to see is those two offensive teams go go head to head. Okay, and then we're going to put in the other side all the physical teams. Right, we're going to put Southern at two against Murray State, and we'll talk about uh, <laughs> that that matchup. And then we're going to have Bradley and Missouri State pound each other uh, in the three six game. So let's talk about. If those matchups happen, give me your thoughts on some of those games. Well, I like the two bracket sides. You've always got like the offense and the defense side, right? Yeah. And so we'll see which one actually wins in the Missouri Valley Conference. So I love that one. Um, the only bad thing is that championship game could either be really bad or really good um, on CBS. CBS might be like, all right, we're going to have a 46 to 58 or 52 um, you know, game on CBS. So they might be just kicking themselves and we lose our contract. And, um, you know, Jeff John Jackson just gets really mad at us. We, we, we survived 77-47 uh, ISU Drake. We can survive uh, – 52-48. Really? You had to bring that one back up? Really? Yeah. You might as well have brought up the my sophomore year at Bradley losing by 25 too, right? So that wasn't a good one either. Hey, I like that. I like the bracket. Um, you know, if I had to pick from that one, I think we would see a Drake-Bradley um, championship game um, out, out of your bracket, in my opinion. Uh, making Why? sure I get my seeds right. Um, it's, it's honestly. Well, the, so the first, let's just walk game by game. So let's, yeah, let's go do Drake that. So I really versus like, Northern Iowa. Okay. Um, I like the experience in this one. Um, you and I is the least experienced team in the Missouri Valley. Drake is the most experienced team in the Missouri Valley. Yep. Drake has the pedigree in um, St. Louis to get to championship games. Obviously, they haven't been successful the last two years, but um, they know how to win in St. Louis, or at least. Uh, survive in advance, right? And so I, I like the the experience factor for Drake. 
Um, the so, Indiana, so hypothetically, let, let's say he gets down last second, right? Uh, Drake's up by three. Is, is DeVries going to foul this time or not? If you were going the length of the floor, you've got to foul under three seconds. Got to foul. All right, so, so Darren finally fouls the third time out. Yes, yes. And, and they win. They win. Yes, okay. So, they win. so Drake, Drake moves on. Darren learns how to foul. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, now we got Belmont versus Indiana State. Pure offense versus pure offense. What happens in that game? Um, this one's tough. I'm going to take Indiana State, and it's probably just recency bias um, with Belmont uh, losing last night uh, as we're recording this um, to Missouri State and Indiana State finally figuring it out after their, uh, what was a five to six game slide, um, you know, about a month ago. But um, it comes down to, uh, I think the lights are bright in St. Louis. It's going to be Belmont's first um, Missouri Valley Conference Arch Madness. I'm not saying that they're not going to, they can't live up to the expectation, but I think it would be different. And so with two very similar style teams, um, I like Indiana State's experience a little bit more than uh, Belmont uh, for the first time in St. Louis. And the over-under is about like 188, right? Yep, and I'm I'm taking the over, and I'm going over. Do you think think they're going to score 100? One of those teams is going to score 100. I think they could. Think? They're both allergic to defense, so yes. Right. Yeah. I, I think you might be right. You might take the over on that. <laughs> so, so then we come, ba- we come back. Let's, let's go to the other side now, okay? And uh, um, we got the number two seed, Southern. They snuck in as the number two. And, and they just had the number seven is Murray State. So let's talk about that uh, uh, budding rivalry that's going on there. Uh, between the two and what 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 would you see is going to happen in that game yeah just real quick on just the rivalry the budding rivalry i I like that term Uh, i think it's right um it's funny harry schrader had a great comment on one of his wednesdays in the valley of and it was after the the kerfuffle um in carbondale um and so (laughs) he was like hey a lot of people have been talking about how this is going to be a sneaky good rivalry in the missouri valley and the landscapes changed on rivalries and i don't i think that um, he, I think the Valley was put on notice of just how big of a rivalry this could be because no one talked about it. But if you went to those two schools or if you live in the region, there's a little bit of, um, uh, there's some preconceived notions about each school, yeah. um, by each other. It stems back into, uh, history for both sports, basketball and football, um, football. We broke, uh, Southern broke our, uh, our scheduling contracts with Murray due to just some on the field antics, uh, by, by the uh the other by the opposing team um and also i'm not gonna say we're uh you know we're angels and everything but um you know it, there there's some reasons there's some there's a rivalry here there's there's some bad tastes that have some historical um uh reference to it and so i think it reared its head um you know in carbondale and so this is one that just as a Saluki fan i would not be ecstatic for this to happen um you know in st louis you know whatever we we talked off air about the whole hard to beat Three, uh, a team three times, and I know the the stats don't back that up. But um, Murray travels well, so the Southern. It would be great for an atmosphere, but from just a a game like my blood pressure would be just in just <laughs> territories where I don't know. Like I'm gonna be at Barnes uh, Hospital, you know, later on that night. Uh, so I'm not excited about that one. Do the Swookies win? Of course. 
But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not ecstatic for that matchup. Well, we would be. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I do think Southern wins that game. So let, let's go to the next one. We got uh, Bradley versus uh, Missouri State. You got uh, um, a team that's pretty athletic, right? Missouri State, and you get some big guys over at Bradley. Who, who wins that game? Bradley, and I mean, we got to talk about recent history, right? I mean, it's Bradley's great in St. Louis, um, especially when they're contending uh, for titles. Um, you know, there's just there's some things going with the Missouri State program that uh, I think are gonna we're gonna have some some effects uh-huh. on team morale. Um, and so I just I don't see this. This would not be a game if this is the matchup as 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 we see it today. Yeah. All right. So let's go to these these the semifinal games and. Um, we, we got. We'll stick on on the on the Bruiser side. We have two teams that like love to play defense. We got Southern versus Bradley, both state of Illinois. That's a that's a nice rivalry too, right? Oh yeah. Um, it, it's I mean, anytime you play in state, I think that's uh, you know it's no war on seventy four, right? But I mean, you guys know it. I mean, there, there's a different feeling when you play the Salukis versus maybe the Panthers uh, on a Wednesday right. night at. At SefQ Arena, or if, if you guys are even talking about that, or if it's still Redbird Arena. Redbird um, Arena. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, you guys know how the in-state thing works. Um, and so, yes, it's it's a rivalry. Um, you know, I'm going to pick the Slugies because I'm not going to pick against them in St. Louis. But, um, you know, I think we, we saw what happened in Peoria. Uh, Southern played terrible. Bradley played pretty good. Uh, or played played not not great, but it was just – it was a – it was a hard game to watch, but Southern had chances to win. Um, they play each other in Carbondale here in, in a couple of weeks. And so um, I think it, it, it'll be probably the best game of, of Arch Madness in my mind if it, if it gets to that. Um, it might be a, also a very – no one might score for the first 10 minutes. Um, oh, wait, that only happens in normal on Wednesday night. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, we had, I know we had two fresh. free throws. I, I, oh, I'm so sorry. I, that was just me. That was just me. <laughs> Premature so. confetti twice. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that, there was no need for me taking that pot shot, and I did. But, um, yeah, no, I think uh, Southern uh, would, would beat Bradley in St. Louis. That, that pot, we earned that pot shot. So, you know, uh, yeah, we can laugh about it. So keep going. Next question. Go, Steve. Yeah, just my thoughts. I think, Joan, I mean, you got a guy that just, he can heat it up, right? I think you look at that, and not to put it, it's all on one person and stuff like that, but, I mean, I think the defense will be there. But offensively, right, will Southern bring it? Bradley's playing offensively much better now than they were at the beginning of the season. And so I think Southern, you know, they can't be inconsistent on the offensive side. But when he's on, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a different, it's a different offense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a great, um, you know, by no means are these these teams like go-to people or the only three, right. but when you put Rink-Mast, uh, Malavai Leones, and Duke Dean up against Marcus Damask, Lance Jones, and, um, you know, we'll throw um, Xavier Johnson up there uh, just for position's sake. Um, I mean, that's that's a great three-versus-three game if we wanted to watch right. one of those. And so yeah. when you think of the supporting cast that's around them, I mean, there, there's some names there, and uh, it, it would be a great it would be a great rematch, regardless of what happens in in uh, Carbondale yeah. here in a week. Yeah, 
I just think Jones could be the wild card because when he's on, he's like the almost. I mean, he's got the range, you know, the quickness and stuff like that, and he he becomes a uh, you know a nightmare. All right, so yep. let's flip back to the other side. We got Indiana State, okay, uh, um, with their unique offense going against Drake. He's got uh, guys who played for eight, nine years now. Uh, um, Play defense, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, I think we're seeing uh, Tucker DeVries come into his own here late in the Missouri Valley Conference season. So that might be the difference maker. It was all about um, uh, McCauley um, for Indiana State early on in the conference season. It's all it's yeah. going to be all about Tucker DeVries, I think, for Drake uh, at the end of the season. So I think that's the matchup, or I, I don't even – I doubt they guard each other. But those are the two names for each teams you uh, would be looking for in this matchup. I think I'm going to go with experience, as I mentioned earlier. Um, but this one uh, could be sneaky good. I think uh, for Indiana State, they got to get more out of Camp Henry um, late in the season. And so that would be, you know, if we're going to look at, like, who could be the difference maker for Indiana State, it's definitely Camp Henry. Um, for Drake, they're just so solid, uh, one through five. And so um, I like the experience, and I like Drake. Okay, so let's we'll give you two scenarios in, in, in the uh, championship game. So we'll, we'll have Drake going on. First, we'll do Drake versus if somehow Bradley wins the semifinals, okay? And then we'll do Drake against Southern, just to appease sure. other people, right? So yeah. if it's Drake versus Bradley, does Wardle win that the third time or not? Oh, man, this one's tough. And, and who is the whole stadium rooting for besides the Bradley fans? Oh, you got – I think it's – I think it'll be a Drake – I think people will be rooting for Drake. Absolutely. Um, and so, I, this stuff, I think I'd go with Drake. Where it stands today, um, Drake. Okay. That now, it, all depends on the, because the last two times Bradley has won it, the whistles have kind of been in the pockets. They haven't called as many fouls. Yeah. If this time around, they don't call as many fouls again, Well, because right, they're a little... They did call an intentional foul, John. Oh, that was horse crap. But we won't go down that path. Yeah, okay, so yeah. assuming there's no intentional fouls and stuff like that, you think Drake Drake beats Bradley? I do. Okay. okay. Now, if Drake un draws the bad matchup against Southern, <laughs> how does that go for uh, Drake in that game? Yeah, we we well, Saturday we play at Drake, so I'm very curious. Um, so my perspective's going to change. And, and guys, I'm just going to go on record and say I'm not going to pick against the Salukis, and so I'm going to say SIU. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, here's if I were to go against that pick, um, it, it's going to be do they have someone that can shut down Tucker DeVries? Uh, and, and I think I mean yeah. Salukis, we're one and zero against them, playing them, uh, you know, here in a couple days, uh, but. I, Tucker DeVries um, did not have as big of an impact as you as you would expect um, in that game, and he's trending upward. I mean, I think he's the best player in the league right now. Um, uh, so that that that's the difference maker. I, I think Southern matches up well, and um, you know, just from an offensive perspective, I mean, they can get it all goes through Tucker, right? And so, um, I, if you can shut down Tucker, you can beat Drake. So you don't think Wardle and uh, Mullen will just put all cards in on doing that, or no? They might. They might. <laughs> yeah. Then, then you got 
then you gotta control pen, right? Yes, absolutely. And and I think pins, um, Southern's got some favorable matchups that can go against him, whether it be um, Xavier, who I just uh, talked about, or you know maybe Dalton Banks gets more minutes here because he's he's a, he's a good defensive draw. Um, right. I mean, so I think we've got um, from on the defensive side, right? Like I think we've got plenty of matchup help. Um, it's just Tucker we we would we struggle with. Um, yeah. Same thing with Rink Mass. Like I mean, we can throw some of our bigs at Rink, but if Rink's hitting from three against Bradley, um, who who can guard him? Anyone who right. who in the valley can guard him. You know, and so that's kind of the difference maker for them is rings uh, for Bradley is hitting the three. He's almost impossible to guard because he can do both. Right, right. Well, it's going to be interesting no matter what. And, and uh, I think you said it pretty well at the beginning. You know, what, what's different this year is you got eight teams that you could leg- legitimately just say you make an argument for why they could be in the championship game. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, but hey, I look forward to uh, the March to the Arch uh, uh, as uh, the first weekend in March comes around and, and head down to St. Louis because, I mean, I love these um, mythical matchups right now, but um, oh my gosh, with five games to go, let's uh, th- this thing could shake out Anybody. way differently. Absolutely. For sure. All right, so we're going to wrap this up, Vance. Closing comments for you. Anything you want to close with? No, hey, appreciate you um, having me on and uh, getting to tell my Missouri Valley Conference fandom story. I don't get a lot of chance to do that. It's uh, um, something that comes natural, as I said, grew up, um, you know, going to Arch Madness, going to Saluki games and, you know, where my career took me. I, I live in uh, Redbird and uh, Bradley Brave land. So it's bad that I, I go to more um, Redbird Arena slash Sefcu Arena or Carver Arena games than I do at uh, – SIU Arena or the Banterra Center. So um, what's good about that is uh, this podcast, the, the the camaraderie I've built, and now I'm adding two more to that uh, in addition to John here. Um, uh, just living in Valley territory, it makes it way more fun. Um, where people can follow us along as we go to the March of the Arch, we'll be breaking down Arch Madness as we when we know the bracket comes out. Um, on Twitter, at March Arch Pod is mine, um, is my Twitter handle. And then uh, Baker, my co-host, he is March Arch Baker um, on Twitter. Um, listen to us anywhere you can listen to uh, podcasts. It's March Arch Podcast. We like to uh, release them on Friday mornings just to get you ready for the weekend games and uh, follow along the rest of the season because it is going to be a wild um, end to the conference season as we look to crown that champion um, and who will be the number one seed for the first 12-team Missouri Valley Conference yeah. tournament in St. Louis. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be crazy. Fans, thank you so much. We'll see you in St. Louis. Um, and with that, this is the end of Episode 27. Mr. Engineer, you going to hit it for me? Do you care?